0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I'm going to spend my time doing three things. One, trying to figure out how to pass the legislation passed by the House. Number one. Number two, educating the American public. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters, the folks out in the outside this White House. I'm not talking about the the elected officials. I'm talking about voters, voters. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic (laughs) what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. I do everything in my power, along with my friends in the House and the Senate, to keep that from, uh, from becoming the law.
2: So, Joe Biden yesterday, talking about a number of things, including the filibuster. And as I've said multiple times this week, I believe, I don't have any idea how many people are into the whole filibuster conversation or know what it is. Is it okay to just shorthand it to, it's whether you need 50 votes to get through things through or 60 votes to get things through that's the reality in the current environment
0: well, do you make florence nightingale look like florence parrot <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i would add to that the idea of the senate the tradition of the senate is if you can't sway just enough people to get 60 votes Enough of the people on the other side of the aisle, which obviously depends on what the distribution of R's and D's is at any given year. But if you can't sway just a few people to come over to your side, your idea is probably not palatable to enough of the American people, and you need to compromise a little more. It's a great idea. The Senate is the saucer that cools the milk, as they uh, said back in the day. Uh, All the milk I have is cool already, so I don't know what that means.
2: What are you doing drinking hot milk? Uh,
0: I don't know. How'd they get so hot? I don't know. Uh, At at what point
3: did the filibuster transition from a thing someone must do to a box
2: someone must check? The the, the talking filibuster to just uh, I object, and then that's the end of it. Uh, That uh, that, 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 that happened somewhere after civil rights, early 70s, I'm guessing. Hmm. The thing thing to me, this is the main thing to me on this whole filibuster conversation, is that uh, I got two kids, and this happens all the time. They have a dust-up about something. And uh, it was, you know, he punched me in the arm. Yeah, I punched him in the arm because he took my toy truck. I took his toy truck because the other day he wouldn't let me play with his blank. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't let him play with his bank because a week ago he wouldn't let me. And it just and you keep going back, and then you, you decide, okay, you're both. Uh, I don't know what to do with you. I mean, cause we're never going to get to the the original sin and who's to blame here. And that's what you got going on with this filibuster thing. And each side picks their stopping point going back as to the original sin. of the other guy, and that's why they get to do what they're doing. The Democrats threatened to do this whole filibuster thing because the evil Republicans did away with the filibuster so that they could get judges through. The Republicans would say, yeah, we did that because you were stonewalling the Bush crowd on every single judge. We couldn't get anything done because you wouldn't allow those to go through. And then the Democrats would say, yeah, we stonewalled those because you stonewalled half of the nominees, and, then, and you just keep going back and back and back. Oh, and, and and each team takes it a little bit further. Uh, Harry Reid got rid of the filibuster to get lower-level judges through so then mitch mcconnell decided okay well i'm going to get rid of the filibuster so we can get supreme court justice through and now the democrats are threatening to we'll get rid of the filibuster for every piece of legislation that we want to where are you going to start with your original sin on this it's just a breakdown in uh in willingness to work together all the way around
0: yeah i would say it's party above uh patriotism clearly
2: on both sides so I, I regularly hear this argument, watching both uh, you know sets of cable news and all that sort of stuff. Like I said, people go back to the their their perfect stopping point for the original sin is well, it's bitch McConnell's fault because he allowed it. He blew it up when he allowed Supreme Court justices to be confirmed with fifty votes. No, Harry Reid blew it up because he allowed lower level judges. No, you know, like I said, you can just keep going back.
0: Well, now the argument, of course, is that because this is the argument over everything, that it's racist. That the filibuster is somehow racist. I don't
2: know where this came from. This is a new wrinkle in the whole thing um, that the filibuster is a racist tool, which uh, has got to be pretty surprising to a uh, young Barack Obama. Let's play that first. This is Barack Obama from 2005.
1: The
3: American people sent us here to be their voice. They understand that those voices can at times become loud and argumentative. But they also hope that we can disagree without being disagreeable. And at the end of the day, they expect both parties to work together to get the people's business done. What they don't expect is for one party, be it Republican or Democrat, to change the rules in the middle of the game so that they can make all the
2: decisions while the other party is told to sit down and keep quiet. practically word for word the same thing ben sass said earlier this week on uh, on uh, you know standing up for the republicans on why we shouldn't get rid of the filibuster both of those young men are right by the way mm-hmm. that uh, it, it be the senate becomes something different once you get rid of the filibuster i don't i don't know when barack obama changed his mind on that and decided that it's a uh, a racist tool a relic of the jim crow or even the jim eagle era <laughs> Trey Gowdy made a good point on this When did the transition occur on this whole thing? I'm
3: going to try really hard not to beat up on journalists for that pillow fight I watched this afternoon But what a perfect follow-up question Mr. President, was it a racist relic when your vice president used it less than a year ago To stop police reform That was being authored by a black man named Tim Scott Was it a racist relic when you used it, Mr. President? Yes
2: Yes so between Barack Obama standing up for the filibuster and making an eloquent argument for why it's so important to make the Senate unique to the House uh, or that hypocrisy right there, um, I, I don't know where this conversation goes. But sure sounds like Joe Biden's leaning toward let's do away with it so we can get through, um, you know, some serious will change the country legislation. I think Joe
0: Biden, emboldened by his little meeting with the historians the other day, has decided that he is going to seize the moment and, and, as you indicated, Jack, change America in ways you couldn't possibly do through the traditional rules of the game. He is going to become the strong man and see what he can shove through. The only limit to his power, and again, I believe he was encouraged in this by the liberal historians, the only limit to his power is what his opponents can do. It's a very uh, real politic way to rule. He's going to shove everything through, and unless somebody can kill it, it will live. Right. Never mind traditions and rules and, yeah. and, and the Constitution.
2: I don't know if you heard us talking about that. There was reporting out of Jonathan Swan and Axios that Joe Biden had a bunch of historians in the Oval Office and talked about, you know, how big should I go? How transformational should I be? Am I going too far? And they all said, "No, no, no. Go farther, go farther. I make the point that I'm sure he invited in, like Michael Beschloss was there, all those historians you see on MSNBC uh, that all have personal, very, very progressive liberal views. There are other historians that would that I could name that you could put in that room that would have a different argument. But they're all, say, going as big as you can. And so I could see Joe Biden, especially as a very old man, thinking, I could take some real hits, you know, for doing this short term. But long term, I'll be FDR. Right. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be Johnson. I'll be, you know, changed America forever for the good in his mind, a uh, president, and that's that's what I should do because I can. Yeah, and, Sean and if I, were him, gonna... I think I might do the same thing.
0: Sean Hannity will call me a dictator, but the historians will worship me as a quote in in uh, all caps great man.
2: Right, and 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 if I if I'm him, I might do the same thing.
0: I would follow the Constitution, because I love this country, but Jack has revealed himself to be a would-be dictator. Right here on the air, folks. This is a shocking, shocking moment. Uh, What was I going to say? I had one other point. Oh, the, the, the argument, and lots of people are really dumb. And you can hit them with an argument like this, and they'll buy it. The reason the filibuster is allegedly a relic of the Jim Crow era is that a lot of uh, anti-civil rights senators used it to block reasonable civil rights legislation. It became popular and easier to use during that period. But by that logic, the pickup truck is a relic of the Jim Crow era. It regularly was used to bring Klansmen to rallies and commit all sorts of terrible things. Uh, What else do you want to use? The rubber-soled shoe, a relic of the Jim Crow era, it was developed around that
2: I, I just think it was a clever uh a clever uh, rhetorical point to give you some reason to do it because otherwise what's your reasoning because it'd make it easier for us to get our legislation through is not a good reason um you know calling it racist and then just moving on is is pretty good reason and i and, and I, it's not true but i think it'll work here's what i the one thing i've never understood about the filibuster and i've done research and i still haven't quite figured it out because Biden has talked about going back to the talking filibuster, which is the way it used to be. And you'd stand up there and you'd talk until you couldn't talk anymore. How did that advantage you in any way? Didn't that just put off the voting for, like, until you had to pee? <laughs> well, you'd let it go
0: in your pants, first of all. I mean, that's filibuster 101, Jack. Um, yeah, it would Well, it would delay voting. It would enable backroom deals to be made. Uh, you you might persuade some people. So you put it off get for, attention. like, an afternoon or a day? Oh, some people went a long, long time. Pee in a bucket. Bingo! You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to have like food or drink. I can't remember. You can only have milk or water. I can't remember.
2: Oh yeah, we learned that when Rand Paul did it. You're only allowed to have m- milk and water, or milk and coffee, or something. I don't remember what it was. I don't know what milk was because some some particular senator really liked milk a hundred years ago. I think was the backstory on that. But anyway, How about if you could have energy drinks and coffee? So are you leaning toward thinking uh, that uh, the, the, the president will uh, suggest they do away with it? And all legislation can just pass with 50 votes? And as Ben Sass said the other day, if you like the crap we got now, get ready. There's going to be a lot more crap because we're just... That's, that...
0: I suspect that is true. Huh. Uh, well, I, that'll I, be a yeah. moment. I would, I would have bet you a thousand dollars six months ago. There's no way it would happen. Now I'm, I'm pretty 50-50-ish. Maybe even, you know, 55, 45 in favor of Biden says he wants to do it. This, what time is it? Yeah, we're good. I've read a number of the, the writings of historical leaders, um, both good and evil and, they almost always come to a moment where they realize if I'm going to be a great man, in quotes, a great leader, I have to throw off a lot of the, the, bo- the bonds that restrict normal politicians. In Hitler's case, he said, Oh boy, Joe dropped a Hitler. If you're going to be a, a great leader, you have to be willing to sacrifice thousands of lives and you can't even blink. Otherwise you'll be too uh, fearful. And and Churchill was talking about, you know, how to defend the Western world. He had to be a great man and make sacrifices, blah, blah, blah. I think
2: Biden has decided, screw traditions. I'm just going to change the world. And so Ben Sass said the other day, first of all, he said basically the, the same thing Barack Obama said in 2005. And then he said, if you want a lame, mean politics that aims only to own the libs or drink conservative tears, this is how you bring that crap show about. You'd set the Senate on fire crap show we need more senators and talking crowd about roars. crap shows and the crowd roars because the crowd loves a crap show
3: no, i i think it, depending on which side of the country you're talking to they would say yes
0: yes yeah. absolutely
3: no, i don't some-
0: know no, he makes captain jack sparrow look like captain jack barnum <laughs> that's what i say huh what
1: armstrong and getty
0: Strong
2: and Getty Show. I have never watched Star Trek. There are many episodes I don't know. There are some movies I don't know. I directed a, one of the movies called uh, Number Five. I had to watch that one, but it was—it's all painful because I don't like the way I look and what I do. That's interesting. Huh. So so William Shatner would be the last person you'd want to have on your team in a Star Trek tri- Star Trek trivia contest. Yeah, oh yeah, he'd be awful at it. <laughs> yeah, but we'd have fun though. I I never watched it. I don't know many of the episodes.
0: <laughs> you know, it's one of the great uh, disappointments of my life. I never sat around drinking with Bill Shatner. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, Yet,
2: he's 90, but he's
0: still alive. I doubt he tosses him back much at his age, although I could be wrong. I don't know. Man, he's a spry 90-year-old. Mm. Never well, watches Star Trek or Star Trek as Michael has called it, in three consecutive pre-show meetings, trying to annoy me.
2: I called it Star Trek until I was like 35, I think. Oh, good um, lord. Uh, <laughs> and we mentioned the other day, uh, Clint Eastwood is 90 and has a movie coming out that he directed and stars in as an aging cowboy. Aging, I'd say aging. Um, is 90 the new 80?
0: 90 is the new 80. Is Jim Eagle the new Jim Crow? I want to hear that clip a thousand times. Do we have the short <laughs> version? Where is that? What do I have to This makes you Jim
1: Crow look like Jim Eagle. Now was yeah, he right. expecting people to throw back their heads, showing their teeth with laughter at that point, or <laughs> or <laughs> well, say, "Oh,
0: that really makes you stop and think"? Or
2: something.
1: <laughs> this makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Did everybody go to furiously
2: writing that down? Ooh, I got to put that in my story. Did they all look around? Like, well, do you understand that? What's that? What's that mean? Uh, you know, we, I, we ran out of time in the last segment. I kind of wanted to make the point uh, when I brought up the whole racism thing. The
0: uh, filibuster is a vestige of the Jim Crow era. It's racist, which is just an absurd argument everything i mean i've been i've been hoping that the woke left would eat themselves would become so absurd that even the dim of us would uh, would recognize it i think that moment's about come because absolutely freak and everything is racist if you dare oppose their policies it's racist in every way no matter how thin the the reasoning and i i think you know I think that's finally becoming clear. You know, I had a substantive story to bring you, but we're running out of time. So instead, I'll bring you this one and try to make it slightly substantive. Here's your your pretext. Here's your preamble. The whole equity thing. You got to have equal outcomes among people. Equal outcomes among the races, for instance, even though the great uh, Thomas Sowell has pointed out, you can't even have equal outcomes among the kids raised under the same roof by the same parents at the same time. So how are you going to enforce it across a society? But uh, think about your kids, those of you who have kids, or if you don't, think about my kids and whether my kids might have a little edge on this kid. Everybody's white in this story white as can be good good florida white folks florida mom showed up at, to her daughter's middle school with a boxing glove and ended up fighting one of the students a, this a boxing a, glove the a boxing that glove that makes it more interesting
3: <laughs> that was like the early days of the ufc when they didn't really have rules and the, there was there was one guy who actually showed up with a one boxing glove hand and one grabbing hand and that was kind of his no. thing wow he interesting didn't,
0: he didn't do too well so this woman, Edith Riddle of uh, Jacksonville, who looks just like you'd expect, <laughs> has, but was on campus for a meeting with the vice principal and her daughter. At the close of that meeting, things went seriously sideways and ended up with the single boxing glove being wielded against a child. How it all unfolded will shock you. <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned, though, as we are up against what we call a one, hard break.
2: One boxing love. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
1: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Some business news. I saw that Pop-Tarts just announced three new flavors. Yeah, take a look. There's peach cobbler, uh, lemon cream pie, and a single dad dinner. Uh, so good. I don't even toast them. Huh. I don't even you toast about, them. You don't no. even take them out of the foil. No, I, even, I eat the
0: foil, too. Wow. <laughs> wow, roughage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That
3: was a little darkish. Had mashed potatoes in there.
2: So... Uh, We've been saying for a long time, all we want is what's actually happening with the COVID. I don't I don't have any need to try to make it sound better or worse than it actually is. Mm-hmm. For my own family's health and sanity, I just want to know what's actually happening. It's pretty tough to get that information. Sometimes I was listening to an NPR this morning, and man, they were working really hard to try to make it seem like there's another wave hitting at various places. But they would throw together things that didn't fit. Like, if wow. the cases are really up in Michigan, and when you have states like Texas doing away with their mask mandate, okay, I'm not sure how that makes an argument for anything. Right. Uh, so, but there are, the, I, I don't know, but I got a little more on that, among other That's things. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'd I, I, I would like to, a team of psychologists and philosophers and historians to weigh in on how lefties are... are so enamored with with
2: crackdowns and control and the rest of it well i know i know people personally who 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 way underplay it sure um yep. you know and that's its own interesting psych, psychological thing and then people that mm-hmm. want it to be worse for some reason i don't know why all right i gotta uh, pay
0: off the florida woman story uh but i want to get this on Uh, You know what? I'll do that later. So, uh, 34 year old Edith Riddle. I mentioned this the other day. God saw that man needed a Florida man needed a companion. So on the (laughs) seventh day, He made Florida woman, or however them went. It's been a while since I've read Genesis. Anyway, uh, so this uh, 34 year old gal of Jacksonville, Florida, looks precisely like you'd think she did would. She looks like a female Tom Petty kind of. Got the stringy blonde hair. Got the so uh,
2: God took an energy drink and mixed it with some lottery cards and made Florida woman. <laughs> exactly. She looks
0: like she may have a pack and a half habit. I just eh. anyway. So uh, police say a school safety officer heard a frantic announcement over the school's radio system about a fight outside the cafeteria. Oh boy! When the officer got there, he found thirty-four-year-old Edith Riddle in a physical altercation with a female student. They were punching on each other.
2: 34 and named Edith. I wonder if there's anything there.
0: Yeah, and uh, and she was punching on the gal with her one boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Riddle had been on a campus for a meeting with the vice principal and her daughter. Something tells me the daughter did not... The, the chestnut did not fall far from, from the mother tree. Um So anyway, they got to have a talk with the vice principal. Rather than exit the building afterward, however... The daughter made a beeline for the cafeteria to fight a girl. Witnesses told police Riddle's daughter shoved the girl through some punches before the mom also began walloping the victim. Bizz- <laughs> this is not funny. I mean, this is a grown woman beating on a child at a middle school.
2: With her one boxing glove. Bizarrely. could find the other one.
0: <laughs> by, well, it gets even stranger. <laughs> Bizarrely. A bystander told authorities the mom appeared to have a boxing glove on her left hand. Riddle already had the glove on when she arrived on campus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and, and when she they asked her. Up, she walks up the sidewalk with one boxing glove on. <laughs> well, and met it, with it,
3: the vice principal. It takes a moment to get the boxing glove sure, on. So if sure. you're putting it,
2: you, you're, you're kind of
3: telling, telling your hand there. But, but then again, you walk in with a boxing glove on. I'm I'm getting into a oh, defensive yeah.
2: stance. Oh yeah, yeah. You've sent a message. Well, they asked
3: her. Ninety-seven
2: percent uh, of communication is nonverbal. Yeah, <laughs> and the other person having a boxing glove on,
3: loud and clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've come to discuss our little problem. I can't help but notice that you are uh, <laughs> equipped for pugilism. <laughs> anyway, so they asked her, "Why Roughly do you have this a-
2: hand? I offer peace." <laughs>
0: But if you don't take it, I'll whoop the hell out of you with this hand. Bizarrely, oh, uh, she, they, she was asked why she had a boxing glove on, and she said, uh, it's super glued to my wrist, and I can't oh, take it off.
2: Okay. It's got nothing to do with that. Just... <laughs> oh, how How Florida woman thing is that to say? And has it been on there for a day, a week, a month, since last year?
3: Do we know if that's an accurate description of what's happening or is that just the excuse because I, I
0: right now it's an equal shot at either well right it's hard to say I mean how the hell would that happen but a gal who ah, shows up know. to fight a middle schooler one-handed I mean is probably <laughs> capable of super gluing a boxing glove to a wrist
3: for instance in my young irresponsible drinking days my friends were known to play a game called mr 40 hands where you would duct tape Large bottles of beer into somebody's hands and they could not get their hands back until the beers were done. Oh, really? I've never am, heard of that I'm one. I'm not familiar with it, Mr. 40 Hands. It's, you shouldn't be. It's not, it's not fun for anybody. It's, it's not a good idea. Oh, but I'm geez. saying, so they, they, do we have a situation like this? Was there some sort of drinking game gone awry where now she has a boxing glove super glued onto her hand?
2: Mr. 40 Hands? Some sort of mid thirties drunken truth or dare
0: <laughs> mishap? How did that meeting with the vice principal go? You can't tell my child she's in the wrong Mr. Vice Principal, if that is your name. I tell you what, you're lucky. I don't punch you in the face with my one boxing (laughs) glove hand. That's it. We're leaving. We're leaving, but not before we stop by the lunchroom and engage a child in
2: fisticuffs. Holy cow. Even without all the other details. If somebody sits down to a meeting with you with a boxing glove on and you say, so I can't help but asking what's with the boxing glove and they say, it's super glued to my wrist and I can't take it off. (laughs) Oh my God. What do you say at that point? You can't ask.
0: How did that happen? (laughs) And you have to. to. And I you... almost, I almost don't want to. Though it's almost
2: better to wonder about it than to know. And what are your plans going forward? Are you just going to live your life this way, or is it one of those things
0: when you have a, all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail? I mean, she's walking around for three, four days with a boxing glove on the hand, having it, you know, having uh, super glued it to her wrist. And <laughs> she begins, it's unavoidable. She just starts thinking, I wonder who deserves to get punched. There's the mailman. man. He's always late. Ah! <laughs> making lemons in a lemonade territory, right? <laughs> oh, as long as I am afflicted with this boxing glove on my hand, I can't help but think of punching.
2: Oh, jeez! Wow. Really funny.
0: Yeah, so, you know, and, and if you get serious about it, it's kind of sad. Because that kid, her daughter, what chance does that kid have to succeed in life, you know?
2: I don't know. I see that a lot with uh, the, the kids that are clearly struggling in school in all kinds of different ways. Not just, um you know, often academics, but also just getting along and everything else. And uh, then I see their parents, and it's like, okay. I get it. Yeah. what What, what chance did that kid have? Final question. And Sean, I
0: know you're a fan of the sweet science, so I'll, I'll direct this question to you. If you have one boxing glove super glued to your left hand, don't you go ahead and don the right one because you throw the left to set up the right? Uh, it
3: depends on the fighter. Sometimes the jab's enough, right? If you can't, if you can't beat the jab, I don't need to show you another punch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she she could just have a just it just stuns you. It's practically a stun
0: gun right on the chin there. She got a Sugar Ray Leonard jab yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's
2: it. Yeah, but I can't sign my EBT check with a boxing glove on my oh, hand. Oh so.
0: boy, that's an unfortunate stereotype.
2: And accurate.
0: So uh, perhaps your neighborhood is full of uh, strange women with boxing gloves, and, and you don't want to break into your home, or maybe it's the standard break-in, fire, flooding, or medical emergency. Our sponsor, Simply Safe, wants you to know: Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning twenty-four-seven protection, an arsenal of cameras and sensors, and the best professional monitors in the business.
2: <sighs> if the camera picks up a woman with one boxing glove trying to come into your home, I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
0: throw the deadbolt if it's not already on. I don't know.
2: Simply safe. There's a lot in the word simply. It's simple to order. It's simple to set up. Takes you about 30 minutes. You do it yourself. Nobody's coming to your home. It's simple to use, which a lot of security systems are just so complicated. And it's great. It's better than a, a lot of, it wins all kinds of awards against much more expensive, more complicated systems.
0: Yeah, no installation fees or No Nobody with his butt crack showing drilling holes in your house to set up the system. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get a free home security camera because you know us. simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 60-day risk-free trial. simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
2: So Dominion Voting is suing Fox for $1.6 billion. So we could talk about that at some point. That's kind of interesting. Um, uh, some of the numbers that that, that, that that seem to be real about what's happening with COVID around the country and the economy and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, sure looks like it's going the right direction to me. And oh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. You know, thank God we're not in Europe going the other direction and really clamping down. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't heard much from Europe lately. Is it still pretty bad? Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't win the race between the vaccine and the and the mutations. It's that simple. Mm. And remember a couple of months ago, I was saying it's a race now. It's just either we get this vaccine out to enough people, or we're going to be overtaken by these mutations, and we get the vaccine out to enough people. Oh, by the way, that was one of the things from Joe Biden that was kind of interesting yesterday, is the crowing about the um, 200 million doses, which... You know, and I think we're going to get there. And, it, and at the current number, we're going to get there easily. Um, I mean, he, he's acting like he made these really, you know, nobody thought it could be done. It was like a moonshot. Nobody th- said we could. No, everybody said it could be done. That's the pace we're on sort of goal. And we didn't fumble at the one is basically what happened. But
0: And I'm sure the media did not uh, hasten to point that out at all or push no, back at all. No. no, But
2: no, I'm glad we're getting all the doses out. But that's the track that we were on as a country. Thank God. Uh, A lot of other stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Officials have announced that a nearly quarter-mile-long container ship that has been stuck in the Suez Canal in Egypt since Tuesday could take weeks to free.
1: Even worse, it's carrying that thing you rush-ordered for your wife's birthday.
2: No oh boy. Mm-mm. What is on that thing, mostly? Just a variety of things? or you know,
0: it's just, I was just digging into that. A, a tremendous number of containers. And often, I mean, they, those things, uh, the full span of consumer goods from... Cars to Q-tips and everything in between.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like a floating Empire State Building. There could be any number of yeah. unconnected things on there. Yeah.
2: Hey, I know we got something we're planning to do here, but I forgot. Um, are you are you uh, at a point physically where you can do push-ups? Yeah, I think well, so. Then we should I do haven't push-ups. tried. We ages. should do push-ups, and I'll tell you why. Cause it's I don't a- want to do push-ups. Well, well, you, I'm a man who craves leisure. Well, you should. You should know this, because it's, it's really damned interesting. Uh, Sean tweeted this at us yesterday, and um, I started reading up on it. The number of push-ups you can do is a pretty good indicator of health um, in a number of different ways. Uh, surveyed a whole bunch of different people, uh, they did it with firefighters. This is where they came up with this information. But it turns out that firefighters who could do 11 push-ups in a row—it's about how many you can do maximum. Like right now, get down on the floor and do you know—and don't cheat because what's the point? You're just what's cheating not? yourself. Well, in this case, so you actually jokes. are. There'd be there, there's a you know why wouldn't you want to know the truth here? If you can do 11 push-ups, you saw a significant risk reduction from um, uh, heart disease. Uh, Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Are there professional firefighters who can't do 11 push-ups? This is all about heart health. People who can do 40 push-ups in one attempt are very unlikely to develop heart disease. They've decided that this is a better indicator of your heart health than running on the treadmill. How many push-ups you can do. Not exactly sure why, but it just seems to be looking at all the data of uh, uh, people who have, you know, heart problems.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to noodle this through. I mean, because arm strength is you could have weak arms and a good cardio system. But at the same time, your guns to gut ratio probably is an yeah, indicator yeah, of something. It's got
2: something to do with your your weight and that sort of stuff. Your
3: muscle's technically a heart, maybe it uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing. Your heart's technically a muscle, you mean? Or? That's what I meant. yeah So it's, it's it's better the way you said it. But you make Jim Crow seem like Jim Eagle.
2: We can't run out of time before we do push ups. As many push-ups as you can possibly do in one t- attempt, it turned out that firefighters who could do eleven push ups saw a significant risk reduction. They were sixty four percent less likely to develop heart disease. Than people who could do ten. What? No. People who can do eleven push-ups, two-thirds less likely to get heart disease than people that can do ten. That one extra push-up makes a huge difference. Where are you getting this stuff from, Doctor Oz, or some sort of push-up device that you saw <laughs> online? Uh, the something something School of Public Health. Oh, I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I was going to see if I can do eleven. Because if I can only do ten, well, I'm, I might not. I might die walking in my car. But if I can do eleven, I'm fine. I eat fried <laughs> chicken and I lay around all weekend. Boy, really? Sum it up. Your uh, go get them for that eleventh. Here he goes, Talk, ladies well, and gentlemen. <clears throat> there yeah, he goes. Bit, Sean, you on, can me, see him better
0: than yeah, i Yeah, I can. let me make, make sure the that he's other not side cheating of cheating
3: over here. here. Oh, cheat? Yeah, yeah, that's what a cheater would say. <laughs> oh, those are legit. <laughs> I'm never going to get. Look how everybody. many? Count them. I'm never going to get to Three, four, five, six. Oh boy. Seven. uh, Straight parallel. This is uh, really good form. Put the jelly on the paddles. Ten. Just got to get one more, and then you're 67% less likely to die. You got it. That's 11. There it is. Crushed it. Really good form, I I got to say. I could have done another couple, but I think. You could put a marble on your back, and it wouldn't (sighs) have rolled.
0: That wasn't easy, though. Man, you look like a man with an overright tomato on your (laughs) neck.
2: I don't feel good.
0: You did. What? You did take a bit of a, a pause on the before the
3: last one that was not there in the early on stages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It wasn't I wonder easy Wonder if to that violates it. the terms of the agreement with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so I'm right on the cusp of. Uh, it's a, It's amazing to me that there's such a huge difference between doing ten and eleven. And if yeah, you can do amazing forty, to the
3: point of it sounds like horse crap. To <laughs> uh, it's statistical thresholds, right? It's the same. Yeah. The straw that breaks the camel's back. Being there you a, go. Being a forty-nine percent <laughs> win rate gambler doesn't matter you're, you're a losing player if you're a fifty one percent you're a winning player that's the thing right The small thresholds make a difference. not every increase is the
2: same you Man. know as a fan of bull ass that was some pretty good bull, ass. bull <laughs> um it's interesting <laughs> i i don't i've not known many people in my life that could do forty push ups, not in a row. no my brother no. could give me a month and all like over
3: the course of the month maybe i'll knock out 40. I should ask
2: my brother how many he can do now because when he retired from the military he could but I remember back when we had that dead-end job and we used to work out in the control room all
0: the time because we had nothing else to do. I could knock off 30, but I don't think I ever did 40.
2: Well, are you going to do push-ups right now? No. You're not? No, I I am not. Do you think you can do 11? Mm, I don't know. Um, Probably not. I wasn't sure that I could. Actually, after the first three, I thought there's no way I'm going to get (laughs) there.
0: Yeah, for the longest time I couldn't physically because of my hip surgeries and everything. Um, now I think I probably could, but I haven't. Uh, I would be willing to do them, but uh, and some would call this an excuse. Some would call this uh, prudence. Uh, I had a little shoulder soreness the other day playing golf. My right shoulder is feeling a little tweaked. I just I would hate to you know just mess do five things and a half one-handers. I got. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seriously, men, do your push-ups. If you can get to eleven, you're way better shape, heart health-wise than just I ten. I
3: immediately did push-ups after I uh-huh. read that
2: article. I just I wonder whether that pause that you did was, uh, you know,
0: because it's got to be in a row, right? No, and void. <laughs> exactly Why violated the terms. I
3: didn't, lay, of the I didn't
2: lay on the floor. or Get up. That's got to be. Gasping, crying. <laughs> it was not
3: marshall esque.
0: I'll say that as as, as the yeah.
3: largest martial push-up defender. I will say
0: <laughs> it was not martial esque. <laughs> So getting back to the ship uh, wedged in the Suez Canal, more than a 100 vessels are stuck at either end awaiting clear passage. There are other ships that have decided that, screw it, we're just going to sail around Africa. That's amazing. Their perception of how long it's going to take, it's a better deal to sail around Africa. I don't know
2: if you've ever seen Africa. It's big. That's the old-timey way of doing it. Yeah. Back when you had to go around Africa.
3: Is that the Cape the, of Good uh, Hope? Is that on the south tip of that? It was
0: the Cape of... That's there was one of them. South America? What's the one on I can't remember your
2: old-timey Going uh, around that. the horn is South America. Correct? S- Africa. One of those. The Horn of Africa. That makes the sense.
0: Cape of Good
3: Hope. You would
2: think we would know that because we were there.
3: Yeah, the yes. Cape, Cape of Good Hope is located at the southern tip of the Cape Peninsula, the
2: capital of South Africa. Cape Town. Yeah. We visited there. there. You'd think we would know that.
0: Well, and we were forced to study explorers for years in elementary school for some damn
2: reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. My son is in that period right now, so I could ask him and he could rattle off all kinds of DeSoto Magellan stuff for you.
0: Yar. Well, he'll soon be a seafaring man himself.
2: (laughs) No, he won't.
0: How about you teach him math? (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.